Have your guys done a good job this week balancing the work commitment with getting ready for Christmas? And do you have any messages for them in general for keeping their focus intact? Yeah, I'd say when you're at work, come to work. Be present at work and be focused in. When you're home with your family, be present with your family. And don't try to divide the time right there. So there's a time for, you know, holidays. It's obviously special to us. We do the same thing on Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, other holidays throughout the year. But we want to make sure that, you know, when, when our guys are anywhere, that they're locked in and present in that situation. It's important for the players and coaches to be with their children tomorrow morning, to be with their loved ones. And that's going to be, you know, watch them open presents as well as dinner tomorrow night when we're out here. We've abbreviated the day. Tomorrow will be like 12 to 3. We're in the building. It'll be kind of a uh, shortened up Friday. We're going to kind of supplement some of the time we're not going to have tomorrow with meetings after practice today to make sure we're not missing any of the material information. We're just rearranging how it is to give us more time on Friday. But Bruce, overall, I think they've done a very good job of coming to work, being locked in, being focused. And uh, look, at some point today, we'll take some time to you know wish some holiday cheer and have a few smiles and, uh, and then get out of the building. Hey, Joe. Uh, Merry Christmas. That's right. Uh, Dar Darius Slayton's uh, production these last six, seven games is way down, and that coincides with him being on the injury report for a while. I'm wondering if you see him battling through some things, and that's why, or is maybe the book out on him and he needs to adjust the defenses after a really good rookie year plus here? Well, I think everyone at this time of year is battling through a lot of things, Ryan. So that's not unique really to any one player. There's some guys that aren't on the injury report that just have you know bumps and bruises. I'd say once the first day of training camp happens, no one's anymore at 100%. So this time of year, everyone's a little bit less in the gas tank. We just got to fill up as much as we can and keep emptied on a daily basis. That being said, we got to keep doing a good job as coaches of just creating situations for our players to be successful. And when the opportunities come their way, we have to make the plays. And it's as simple as that. I don't think we can try to force it as players. You've got to go out there and play your responsibility. One thing about the receiver position is if there's 70 plays in a game and you have five catches, that's a great game. I'm more concerned about the other 65 plays. What are you doing? Are you blocking when you don't have the ball? Are you playing with good effort? Are you assignment sound? What are you bringing to the team? Are you covering kicks in the kicking game? So to me, it's in the receiver position, a lot of times it can be skewed in terms of what kind of game you've really had. Um, but look, it's any player's responsibility to make the plays that are in front of them and the job of the coach is to create opportunities for our players. And then I have one big picture question. If I'm not mistaken, last game was your first coach's challenge replay flag throw. Uh, that's a long time to wait, almost 15, 14 games. Is that something, you know, you're a first-year coach. Are you conservative or do you try to save those for a big moment? Or what do you have a philosophy there? Or is that just coincidence it took that long to do one? Yeah, look, I rely on the information I get up top with the guys who have the, uh, the monitors in front of them for the replay. So they do a great job communicating. If it's something we think is worth a challenge based on what they're seeing, then we'll go ahead and use it. Really, the information we've gotten this year on a lot of them is that it's not either a clear shot or it's not clear to be overturned. And to be honest with you, I'm not looking to waste timeouts. You know, it's a valuable asset in the game that you can't go ahead and burn, especially when you get into the second half. I mean, those things are like gold. The ability to control the clock is something you have to have you know, based on situation. So, look, if it's worth it, we're going to always challenge it because I want to help the team and make sure we get the calls in the game right. But at the same time, if it's not something that we know is going to work to our favor, then I'm going to hold on to those assets. Okay. Hey, Joe, you said yesterday that you made things hard on Daniel in a lot of ways. Just curious what you meant by that and why that was your approach with him. Well, I think we try to make everything challenging on all of our players. Um, without going too in detail internally, 
you know, look, this was something I had to – look, I had to see from all the players this year, you know, who they really are, how they are as players, how they respond to hard coaching, how they perform under pressure, how they handle situations inside and outside the building. Are they a guy who can, you know, block out external factors and come in every day and focus? So, look, we created a situation with Daniel. Uh, I want to see how he performed to practice within games, how he responded to things. Um, and I just said, like I said yesterday, he's earned my respect all the way. And he's a pleasure to coach. He's a pleasure to have in the locker room. It's even better when you have him on the field. So, you know, without going too much into just intimate details of what we do in the building, um, look, I, I try not to make it easy on these guys, you know, as a point of fact. If you go ahead and make everything easy when they come to work, you're not really preparing them for what they have to do on Sunday. It's a tough league. It's a competitive league. Everyone's trying to go ahead and take you out every week. So it can't be, you know, country club when you walk in here to work. Marcia, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, Joe, uh, I was hoping you, you could provide a little bit more clarity. I know you guys were working through logistics with Jason this weekend. Uh, if you'd have him available on Sunday, do you guys have a plan yet, or do you still have to kind of go over what he'll be able to do, what he'll be able to do this weekend? Yeah, from everything we understand, he'll be available at the game to call plays like he has before. There's really more of that timetable from the league of when you know he got put on the COVID list and when he can come off. In terms of travel logistics, we have not finalized that yet, Art. Um, we're still waiting a couple points of clarity, but we are expecting to have him at the game calling plays and being on the sideline. How does that adjust? I mean, obviously, you're not, he's not at practice during the So have you added <clears throat> additional Zoom calls with him in the offense, or is it still the same protocols going forward on your end as far as how much influence he's been able to have during the week? The, you know, the actual meetings themselves have gone very smoothly. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, crazy having the voice come through a speaker in terms of the install and talking through it when the guys are in the building. That's a little bit different. But look, different is really not a challenge for us. You know, we kind of, you know, want to thrive in that kind of situation. And, uh, you know, today's an install. We did everything through Zoom anyway. So this is kind of just standard business day today. Uh, I think Jason's done a really good job of adjusting how he's had to work, of staying connected with the players, of staying connected with the coaching staff. You know, even when our coaches are in the building, we're doing a lot of staff meetings and coaches meetings where everybody's in their own office with the doors closed and still communicating through Zoom, trying to keep everything isolated as can be. So, you know, really the biggest difference, Art, has been just him not being at practice. You know, Freddie's done a really good job of running everything at practice. Um, but I think it all comes down to our guys understand the flow of practice, what's expected, uh, what we're doing on a period-by-period -period basis, and the execution's been good. We'll take, we'll take three more. Pat Leonard, Jordan, Ken Zero, Pat Leonard. Joe, a little bit of uh, injury cleanup here. Um, how'd you think Daniel looked yesterday? And three guys, questions about Sunday. Fackrell, Freeman, and Golden Tate, who we saw walk over to the side with the trainers early yesterday. Yeah, so Golden's probably going to just stay with the trainers today. We'll see if he can do a little bit of stuff outside. We'll see where he's at. Um, it's kind of standard operating procedure day after that. We'll see where he's at for the game. Um, I can't give you much of an update until after today on that. I'd say in terms of Kyler, he did some stuff on the field yesterday with the trainers. Today will be a big day for him. Uh, we really kept it more yesterday to some slight individuals. Today he'll get some more teamwork if he's moving around at the right pace. Uh, if he can't do it this week, you know, we're very hopeful for next week. Uh, you know, that being said, I want to make sure you put this guy out there. You know, him being able to set the edge, play with force, play with strike, and then have quick reaction in short areas to burst, you know, coming off the lower leg with the calf. That's something you got to really make sure he's back and able to do that. Otherwise, you could re-aggravate and just lose him, period. Um, and then Daniel, did I miss one right there before that? Uh, Devontae. Yeah, we got to check on Devontae again. Today would be a good day for him. He's had a good week of practice last week. Uh, you know, he's coming off the COVID list and the IR. 
we start as clock. We'll see where that goes into this week as well. Um, we got to move some numbers around for a lot of things on the roster with a lot of guys possibly coming off. So we got to make sure we make the best decision for the entire roster. And then in terms of Daniel, look, I thought he had a good day yesterday. You know, he had a good day yesterday. Uh, went out there, put him through everything. Today will be a more intensive day for him. Today will be a more uh, higher volume day for him. It'll be interesting to see how he responds. Uh, we'll see him out there moving around throughout all the team periods. Uh, he'll jump right into his normal role and go forward with it. And uh, the intention is if he's able to play, we intend to play him. Jordan. Hey, Joe. I, happy holidays. I was going to follow up on that. Also, I, I, just, I mean, this is the last time we're going to talk to you this week. So how optimistic are you that Daniel's going to be able to make it this week? I was encouraged by how he moved yesterday. You know, I was really encouraged. I think, you know, some of the moves we made last week with him, although it was, you know, kind of hard for him to kind of sit out on it with the uh, double injuries. But I think that helped resolve some of those issues. And, uh, you know, look, all the feedback we've got medically is that, you know, he's continued to improve and he's at lesser risk of being injured. And that's really the things we're looking for right there as far as, you know, the positive news. But moved around nice yesterday. We'll put him through more today. Uh, I can't give you a percentage or any kind of a gauge on that, Jordan, but I would say that we came out of yesterday's practice feeling like we're on the right track. Kenny Zero. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Joe, Merry Christmas early. Um, can you uh, – can you? I have two questions kind of unrelated. One, offensively, obviously the points have been lacking. Without getting into specifics, you know, for competitive reasons, can you put your finger on what's been missing? Uh, you know, is it is – it, you know, just not taking advantage of opportunities, red zone. What, what, what's been missing in terms of, you know, the point production being so down? Well, I'd say this. Look, to me, at the end of the day, as coaches, we got to make sure we always put our players in the right position. That's number one. And number two, when the plays are out there to be made, we've got to make them. And that's our job. As coaches, we have to put the players in position, and players got to go out there and play their strengths and be able to make plays when we have the opportunity. So, look, we've, we've gone ahead and we put ourselves in position several times. And through a multitude of reasons, we have to go ahead and finish drives better. We've gotten down there, and you know we need to come away with points. There's no secret to that. That's not something we're overlooking internally, that we're not putting our head in the sand and trying to ignore that we don't have to do better as a team collectively all across the board in all three phases. So we're working every day on finding better ways to do that, and our guys are working hard. You know, And I think there's been a lot of progress made, but like I tell the players all the time, you know, the results are what the results are. You know, We can get better throw on a weekly basis. We can do a lot of good football within the game. But when you don't win the game, it's going to be the bad football that's highlighted. And that's the way it should be, because that's what we're paid for. And just uh, regarding uh, John Harbaugh, what is your respect level for him as a kind of a fellow guy with special teams background? And his teams always are very physical. And, and what's the importance of kind of matching that or even setting the tone with that on Sunday in your, in your mind? Well, my respect level for him as a coach is extremely high. And I, and I don't care if it's special teams coach, head coach, defensive backs coach. He's just a very good coach. His players are always very well prepared. They always play with a high urgency. They always play very physical. And that's been a trademark since he's been down there. And, uh, you know, his teams, you play the Baltimore Ravens, you always know you're going in. And you have to go ahead and play a physical brand of football. You can't beat the Ravens with finesse. That's not the way it is. So you've got to be able to play these guys and try to match them in the run game. You've got to be able to make plays in the passing game on both sides of the ball. And you've got to be ready to cover kicks because they've got dynamic returners and they can make plays at all points.